Welcome to Bumblecast Live. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle, JCRB Krause. Hello. Please ignore that false start behind the curtain. That didn't happen. Nope. Of course not. Nope. Nope. Never. Larky. Never. Never would have happened. Absolutely not. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? It's the live stream. It's the live stream. We're doing the monthly live thing. Yay! We are. We are. Thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com backslash bumblecast and kofi.com backslash bumblecast for sponsoring us so much that we are obligated to do this every month. Yes. I'm not quite sure that's as thankful as I meant it to sound, but it's there. <laughs> Well, this is this is how we are now. So, <laughs> I mean, at least we're blunt, we're direct. Uh, thank you again to Jen, who's going to be helping to moderate and regulate all those questions. Uh, we will do our best to answer at least one from everyone. Do our best is the key phrase there. Yeah, yeah. You guys ask a lot of questions, and there's a lot of you. <laughs> And if you want an absolute guaranteed answer, send us a super chat. Any denomination, we don't care. Your support is greatly appreciated, and it kind of helps us get by month to month. Yes. So uh, that's the usual spiel. Unless you got anything to add, let's do it to it. Nope, I'm ready. Here we go. We got lots of stuff, so let's go ahead and go for it. We're already 50 questions deep, man. We better get oh, going. good God. <laughs> and no one's even said super chats yet. <laughs> what more do they want uh, all right here we go here's one from hyper Medwaru to start us off with what if amy was sent to camelot instead of sonic in sonic and the black knight oh that'd be fun that would be actually i mean she certainly has more experience wielding a melee weapon uh-huh um yeah you could just swap out her normal hammer with a fancy medieval style hammer and there you go perfect um, her conversations with Nemu might have gone a little differently because she hasn't done the storybook thing yet. She hasn't done a lot of the multiverse stuff. No. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe she would have been able to talk Marlena down before things got violent. And if not, we would have had giant frig off golden Excalibur Pico hammer. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I am perfectly <laughs> fine with that. That sounds awesome. I love that. I love that idea. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. Uh, now I'm sad we didn't get it. But I'm not sad about this next question. Maybe. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Podanza Cats. Do you know the origin of the cacophonic conch? Like, is it just a rare mystical object that somehow affects Zeddy? And is there only one cacophonic conch? Or are there a bunch I don't know. There's like zero official lore about that thing. I mean, there's got to be something because Tails was like, oh, it's the Lost Hex. Like, this is a thing that we should know about. And Eggman is using the cacophonic conch with authority. He knows it works on the Zeti, so he did his research somewhere. But beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> All right, we got a super chat question here coming in from Jams to start us off. So, Ian, what's your favorite pink-haired character in all of the Sega slash Sonic library? Anyone new you'd like to talk about? Oh, wow. Pink-haired, <laughs> pink-haired. Hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, was there anyone pink haired in Skies of Arcadia? Hmm, maybe. It, it would have been like extended cast, but no, they didn't really have a lot of wild hair colors in that. Nah, nah. Uh, just like, what was her name? Pastel? She, but she was kind of a weird after event thing. There's Ulala. Yeah, but I never got into Space Channel number five. Well, well. And I have no one to blame but myself for that. I mean, yeah. It's probably, it's it's a difficult game to play these days because, you know, modern TV lag causes problems with rhythm games. But, mm. yeah, it's fun. I mean, I guess I would have to default to Amy because, really, who else out there has pink hair? I can't think of anyone I can't think that of... I could talk about nope. at this point. Nope. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Traveler of the Stars is here with a super chat question. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Ian, what would be your true Mario and Sonic crossover pitch? Let's say Sega wanted you to be the story lead and you had to pitch the idea to Nintendo. Uh, honestly, it may not be all that inventive, but an Eggman Bowser team up and a Sonic Mario team up. Like, let's just celebrate the dudes being cool. I don't. I don't feel like we need to do anything revolutionary with it because just the two of them coming together to go on an adventure is enough. Maybe go a little bolder with a sequel or something, but you know, Eggman and Bowser team up. Eggman is helping to outfit the Koopa troop with better tech. Bowser is helping to power it with his own magical basis. They make quite the formidable duo Sonic and Mario you know, come together for, you know, perhaps an initial clash because you got to have the hero versus hero thing. You just gotta, you gotta scratch that itch. And then, oh no, it was a big misunderstanding and they team up and together they just absolutely trounce the bad guys and really keep it super simple so that you can spend most of your time just celebrating both franchises like Koopa Troopas with Motobug shells or... (laughs) paratroopers with buzz bomb attack you know like mash it up together and just have fun with it throw in the cameos let everyone have a little moment but keep the basic story just a pretty chill the bad guys are being bad and the good guys are going to stop them you got to have them using each other's power-ups well yeah because i mean how else (laughs) what else are you gonna do you gotta have both so yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. We got a super chat here from Jamal S. What's your opinion on Tails Tube on Sonic Channel? Well, I don't know who they got to write it, but clearly I could have done a better job. Uh-huh, yeah. Wanna, wanna... This is going to confuse people. Yes, I actually helped write it. The joke is I helped write it, therefore I'm being ironic and... Why? Why do I set myself up for this sort of thing? Uh, I don't know, Ian. We're all about clarity. Now, now you're explaining. Now you're explaining the joke, and it's not funny anymore. I am devoid of humor right now, Kyle. I had a perfect <laughs> storm of deadlines this week. I have a monster project that is immediately rolling into April. I literally had to make time to go to the store to buy food. I haven't seen the light of day for days it's uh, i am tired it's okay the li- very tired the light of day is overrated so it's fine 
all right. Here's one from here's a super chat from Snurps. Thank you guys, by the way, for your super chats. They're much appreciated. Uh, is Dark Sonic off the table in comics, games, etc.? I universal rule with an asterisk there is if it's in an old cartoon, it's off the table. I mean, um, Shadow's there are still there, so there's still a Dark Sonic. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, counts, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Funny story: Werehog was meant to be Dark Sonic as well until people mm-hmm. online were calling him Werehog and. They adopted that instead. It's mm-hmm. like, oh crap! That's what everyone's calling him, uh, Warhog now. <laughs> At least from my understanding, I could be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But there are plenty of exceptions that prove the rule. I'm sure. So don't at me with. But this showed up at this point. Yeah, probably. It's not a super consistent rule. But uh, on top of that, Dark Sonic is like barely a thing at all. Practically non-existent, and I'm kind of tired people hyping it up like it's a big deal. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Let's switch over to some of the standard questions from the uh, from the folks in the chat. This one comes to us courtesy of Katar Station. Hey Ian, what if a series where Rouge is the main protagonist trying to steal the Master Emerald from an evil kidna called Knuckles? How would you write something around this context? Mm. Keyword there being protagonist, not hero necessarily. That's a Con- I said context, I meant concept, but I mean, you, yeah, you got um, it. I mean, if you want to have just a good rouge taking the emerald from a bad knuckles, and you've got almost a Metal Gear Solid 3 type scenario where you're going to be sneaky, sneaky through the lush jungle to get to the brightly colored, very, very cartoonish boss character. <laughs> uh I kind of like it more that she has that edge to her where she's not necessarily the nicest of persons, that she is a bit selfish and self-serving, and that Knuckles is the good guy. So there's fun in playing as the bad guy. I mean, SA2, half the game is that. You play as the bad guys. It's fun. So why not just be Rouge, being bad, stealing the Master Emma because she wants it, and Knuckles wants to stop her because he's Knuckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's one from Jeffrey St. John. I always enjoy hearing the behind the scenes on the Sonic comics. Today I ask what it was like writing the first Sonic Universe saga. Shadow's face in the first issue is priceless. That one was an interesting thing. Because the timing of it all with Sonic X being put to bed and Universe being spun out of that. And we had Hedgehog Havoc right around that time allowed us to put together that nice curtain call for X and then link it all together. That was really satisfying to be able to go from point A to point B to point C across, across the three books and tell those individual stories, but that you would get more out of the whole if you actually read them all that, that came together nicely. That made, that was fun. And we got to have a lot of fun jokes in Sonic X. I see the panel that I see going around a lot is, you know, factor going, Oh, hey, Shadow, aren't you dead? He got better. Oh, cool. Just re- <laughs> <laughs> That so cracks me up. It's just ah, the lightheartedness of X. I miss it. <laughs> um, And that, of course, had the story where we patched up the whole fact that Gamma never died in the SA1 adaptation. So 
fixing that and bringing in Omega, that came together just splendidly. Um, Storyline with Feist was fun. And what else was in that arc? That's the three of them. There was the one, the, the, the infamous shadow face with blaze and Marine, the gamma and Omega issue. What's that third? I can never remember the third one. Well, point is it was kind of experimental and good Lord. We would never get away with that arc today, which is sad, (laughs) but um, it was fun. It, It came together nicely. And yeah. Hmm. Nice. All right. We got a lot of questions, so <laughs> we are going to pound our I way through I'm trying to be them. more succinct. We are going to pound our way through them, but man, it's a lot. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, it's apparently uh, just about time to cut them off almost. Maybe. I don't know. Um. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, here's this one here. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> all right, here's this one from Durhaza. Uh It's a super chat. Thank you. Thank you for all your super chats. Uh, will Amy Rose have a super form one day? I hope so. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about that multiple times. We'd like to see it. I would like to see it. Or if it. not a, like, you know, official golden standard super form something yeah some some kind of razzle dazzle razzle dazzle i need it all right here's one from galdilla super chat so if knuckles is the winter soldier that would make sonic cap and tails the falcon so does this make big nick fury hashtag the froggy initiative (laughs) i'm putting together a team of remarkable people There was an idea to bring together a team of remarkable people to take on the challenges that we could not. <laughs> yes. I acknowledge the council has made decision, and I'm telling you it's a stupid decision. <laughs> That's a different character, Ian. <laughs> yeah, well. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. And here's another super chat from Sonic Mania 2099. Hey, Ian, you do realize your fans are asking you about the pink hair girl that's supposed to be in Frontiers, right? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, assumptions about her and where she's going to be and who she is and what she is and such and such. And I have been sorely tempted to just come out and you know offer a little bit of clarity. But you know what? Nah. <laughs> nah. Honestly, it's been more fun to watch this <laughs> people go who is she her inclusion is her inclusion she? is a tease so you know what if you're gonna it's up to you how high you want to build your expectations just be prepared to be very wrong is all i'm saying <laughs> yes yes it's true but we'll see we'll see how things go next super chat here thank you from T- timon seven nine nine two through the course of the IDW comics, I've noticed that only Ruff was using his stink attacks, but not Tumble. Is he not able to because he has no tail? There you go. People have been asking a lot about Ruff and Tumble lately. They're popular, apparently. They're fun. They're they're lovable idiots. <laughs> it's true. Even though they are evil, but, you know, it happens sometimes. There's degrees of evil. There, There's lovable... Rep scallions, and then there's Doctor Starline. 
<laughs> or Dr. Eggman. Either one. Yeah. 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 All right. Here's another super chat from Osjam H. Osjam H. How would you expand on Maria in terms of personality, if given the chance? Also, how about Gerald as well before going mad? Um, I don't really know if there's much point to it, given they're dead and they have served their narrative purpose. Um, with Maria, the whole point is that she was just a wonderful person. That's kind of the point of her. She was this beacon of light in this drab space station. You know, enough that the gun commander obsessed over her 50 years after the fact that shadow was driven to destroy the world over her loss. Granted, that's a little bit of Gerald's tinkering, but you know, the idea is there. Um, so I imagine that there's not really much to, because the more you get into it, the more nuance you would have to provide. And that the more you know, someone, the more you're going to see the cracks and the more they're going to be less pure and great. So I think it's better that Maria is just remembered as she was, because that was her entire narrative point. Uh, Gerald, I could see being kind of a Dr. Light-esque character, mm -hmm. uh, inc incredibly brilliant and full of all the best intentions. But you know what they say, the road to hell is paved with. So unlike oh, wow. Light, who you know endures who is able to maintain his optimism. Gerald, uh, Gerald kind of lost everything and then lost it. Wow. I guess that makes some sense. We had a super chat from Solaris Stain. Thank you very much for your uh, generous, generous super chat. Uh, there was no question attached. So uh, if you have one, then let us know. <laughs> Post it in the chat. Here's one from... Uh, Hobo Joe, a.k.a. Quaggle Gaggle. <laughs> what was Shadow's relationship with Gerald? We know about Maria, but he's left vague. Maybe add classic Shadow since uh, I... Was Gerald's thirst for revenge that he didn't have time for frivolities? See, the timeline of Gerald going nutso and messing with Shadow is a little hard to track, because... We see Maria put Shadow in an escape pod and shoot him out in the space. So did Gun like track him down, bring him back? Did I mean Gerald confessed about the whole went crazy and modified Shadow in his final confession before they seemingly gunned him down the prison cell? Did they just leave Shadow sealed? Why did they not just like flush the whole project? I don't know. That's not your question. Um it's kind of hard to say because Shadow's memories are such a kaleidoscope that he doesn't remember. So we don't have any context there. And what we get from Gerald is from his perspective and very piecemeal. And that's not necessarily a reliable narrator, but he seemed to be a very caring and uh, intimate father figure. I mean, in Shadow the Hedgehog, he calls Shadow his son which is a little weird, but, you know, we're going to roll with it. So assuming that's all well and good before he goes completely cuckoo bananas, um, I assume that he would have treated Shadow no differently than he would have treated Maria, like part of the family. Mm -hmm. Here's one for, here's a super chat from Joey, the Sonic fan. Thank you. 
Ian, in Sonic Mega Drive, there was a giant spiky crab meat that didn't get a name. Can you please officially name it the King Crab Meat? (laughs) (laughs) As of this Bumblecast right here, right now, whatever your head getting is, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's another one from Sonic Mania 2099. Have you heard of Shantae, Ian? And if so... How would you feel if you were asked to work on a comic series for her? I am passingly familiar with the Shantae series, and I wouldn't mind. That could be fun. Um, The impression I get is that it has a lot of lore teasing throughout, which could be fun to explore if the team were amenable to that. Um, Otherwise, it just seems like a fairly lighthearted and fun action adventure comedy romp thing yeah it's a it's a very fun it's a very fun uh series here's uh one from jj slider in the games name all weapons attacks object characters etc reducing speeds faster than super forms plus equivalent forms in comparison no hyperform if they exist factoring all appearances sorry what is the question in there uh, I don't know. Are they? Are they asking you to name all weapons and attacks that are, and objects and characters that are produce speeds faster than super forms plus equivalent forms in a direct comparison? Uh, like, what's more powerful than a super form? Essentially, I think is what they are getting at. Oh, okay. Um, not much. I mean the. I can't really think of every end boss off the top of my head, but very few of them are actually able to hurt Supersonic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one boss, I can't remember which game it is specifically, but they can like vacuum him up and rob him of rings, which I freaking hate. But is that really damaging or is it like just a power drain? And do you make a distinction between that? You know, I you could probably split some hairs on that, but there really isn't a lot. I feel like perfect dark guy i might have had a move or two uh that weird mecha prawn dragon thing out of the end of rush i think had like a beam saber that could cut through burning blaze but overall there really isn't much mm-hmm. hmm. here's a question from jj slider super chat in the game's name or nope sorry we just did that one sorry my bad <laughs> all right here's this one from occurred jacob 12 Sega tells you, make a story where the Sonic cast grows up from 16 to 20 years old. M-rated, carte blanche to explore any adult themes. What will you do? More in the day, Sonic died. <laughs> <laughs> not not that, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, I mean, if that was the direction, you know, from on high that here, we're going to push things into the adult audience territory. Uh, and I'm still around for that for whatever reason. I guess my attempt would be to keep it from getting too dark and too mature because this is, they're cartoon animals. They're bright, colorful cartoon animals. I think like what we've done in the comics, both Archie and IDW is about as dark as the series should go. If you go, if you try to lean too hard into the dark, then you get stuff like Shadows Game, where it's really inconsistent in tone, and what is dark there 
just becomes laughable. It's, it's so it's, you, it's so dark. It becomes funny. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 trying too hard. It's I'm not saying you can't tell mature stories. I'm not saying you can't be serious with the material, but it has to be within the context of what it is. And if you try to go too super serious with it, it's going to number one limit your audience and to alienate the people who enjoy it for what it is. It would be a super narrow focus. So I guess the ideal would be to just treat it like one of the more uh, darker comic stories, but keep it still as broadly accessible as possible. You know, don't go heavy handed into the blood and gore. Don't have Rouge walk around topless all the time. You know, limit your use of the four letter words. Just use the tools in a more adult toolbox to accentuate the moments, but don't rely on them because teehee, we can say dirty words now. You get me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a difference between being having mature content and telling a mature story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Let's switch over to some of the general questions from the, uh, from the chat. This one comes to us from Stephen A. Hey, Ian and Kyle, what's your favorite Star Trek movie or which one holds the most sentimental value to you? Is it Nemesis because it destroyed your innocence? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, my innocence was well destroyed by the time Nemesis came out. (laughs) Let's see. Mm. Uh, Two will always be, I'll always have a soft place in my heart just because... Number one, it's so much more interesting than the first one. I think two, yeah. yeah. Star Trek two. Yeah. Watching Ricardo Montalbán chew the scenery every time he's up there is just delightful. Yeah, um, it's, the only thing is it's like the cop-out answer because it's like, <laughs> it's the yeah, obvious yeah. one. That and I remember when there's some point there where Kirk's like, he's thinking two-dimensionally and they like fly up from the bottom to shoot at him. And I'm like, yes! Thank you. You are in space. You can literally go from any direction. Why are you having old school naval battles on a 2D plane? Fly from any direction. Thank you. Vindicated. <laughs> um, Star Trek 4, just because the whales were neat. That's the um, only one I haven't seen. It's, it's pretty good. I've heard, I know that's people. I know people uh, praise Star Trek 4. Still haven't seen it because I'm weird. I seem to remember 6 had a decent pace to it. It was at least worth a watch. That's with Captain Sulu, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> um, I liked Generations as long as you ignored the giant gaping plot hole <laughs> that the movie's built around. Well, I, well yeah, obviously. it's that's a, <sighs> rule, that's a rule of cool movie. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's like okay, we have we have both these captains. We we're gonna have them meet, even though I'm in this can't. dimension that can literally move me to any point in space and time. Yep, yep. I can go back and stop the villain before his plan even begins because I know who he is, and I know where this all starts. I'm gonna recruit Kirk, and we're gonna go up there with a five minute countdown. Just Picard, come on, buddy. Ah. <laughs> What is and, it with generations and crossing over with the old, the classic and the modern? <laughs> and having seen more 
classic Trek stuff. I understand now why folks were really disappointed with Kirk's death because it was lame. Yeah. All that he achieved. He he was this cowboy of space and he goes out like that. Just nah, Eh. nah, nah, bah. And um, what was the first Abrams? The reboot. That was just Star Trek. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was good. I liked that one. Yeah, that one was all right. It was kind of a silly remake of Star Trek, too. But <laughs> well, so was the second one. So was, yeah, I mean, I guess they can't make. I guess that's the only Star Trek movie that exists now. It can only remake the second movie over and over. And the third one was fun. It was dumb, but it was fun. <laughs> I mean, all the Abrams Star Trek movies are kind of dumb. Yeah. Okay, but the first one I feel like was at least more solid. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it was uh it was interesting. It was a different exploration of the Star Trek franchise, so it boldly went where no one had gone before. Yes. <laughs> Into the stupid zone. <laughs> <laughs> Into the big dumb action flick zone. I'm ready. <laughs> Here's a question from Syed C. Anything you would want to do or expand on if you had to adapt Sonic Generations? Um like the game. No, because I I like Generations for its simplicity. Yeah. I mean, sure, is it super satisfying that the whole way to undo the null space is Sonic just runs fast? No, it's not very satisfying. Is it enough to explain this fun romp through the series? Yes, it's perfectly fine. It is the vehicle you need for this fun little mashup story. It's supposed to be a throwback, so having having Sonic fix everything by running really fast is a completely complete throwback in terms of story. It's like yeah. that's that's what he does. That's what you do. I mean, it'd be nice to have seen like classic Amy and classic Knuckles in the mix. Um it would have been nice to have some kind of explanation of how the Eggman got back from Null Space instead of some double in credits bad jokes. But for what it is, it's perfectly fine. And I don't think it needs to be embellished more than that. So an adaptation, the challenge would be making a more interesting narrative to it instead of just a recreation. But you know, who says that it has to be like a super in-depth adaptation? You could probably cover it in like a miniseries at most, and it would be fine. All right, guys. Well, we have a way too many questions from the general chat. So we're going to put a cap on it here for now. And uh, we'll try to work through as many as we can. We'll still take super chats, though. So if you uh, want to send us money, hey, we're not going to stop you. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep. So just just to be aware, because we are... Uh, we've already got 120 questions just on the list, and there's more in the, in the first chat. Half hour, holy uh, crap. Uh, uh, Yeah, Jennifer's trying to catch up right now. So yeah, 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 yeah. We need to, we need to calm things down a little bit, and uh, then we will we'll work through things as much as we can. And if we need more questions, then we'll open things back up. But I don't think we will. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a problem. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here's this one from Rosie Mix. What if Sonic was born in the Soul Dimension as an adventurer and Blaze was born on Earth as the Princess of South Island? How much would the story be changed? We've talked about this well, before of like yeah. what if what if it was 
what if we were in the alternate universe where Blaze was Sonic and Sonic was the weird alternate universe outsider that came from a random handheld spin-off game in the mid 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would it be that Blaze doesn't go off to other adventures? Does she not rescue West Side Island? Does she not investigate Angel Island because she's busy ruling South Island, which apparently is a monarchy now? Um, or is she like the hero princess who goes out and deals with stuff because that's just what she do? Um, does she have the same general backstory where it's hard for her to make connections because people are afraid of her firepowers that wouldn't, that would very much alter her relationship with tails because if if we're going one-to-one here, she would be the one to mentor him and get him to accept who he is. But you know, they're both kind of outcasts. So she would be, uh, coming to him from a different mindset because Sonic is all about confidence. You know, believe in yourself, believe in the me that believes in you. Basically <laughs> blaze would be more of the, I know what it's like to be ostracized for being different, but you know, you have a gift is your obligation to help other people's with that gift. You get to the same end, but it would be a different road. Um, and man, seeing cla- a classic blaze fighting knuckles and hidden pals would just be cool. um having sonic just be this island hopping adventurer in the soul dimension that would be fun that's just fun in its own right you know blaze comes to this other world and says all right we need to figure out what we're doing we need to figure out where we're going we need to save the day and he's like why we we can do whatever we want man there's island there's a bajillion islands let's just have fun let's just adventure and she's like no serious business Mm-hmm. And then he's still a hero with a heart of gold, so eventually he comes along and you know helps save the day. And of course, some of these questions are just, "Hey, Ian, draft a fanfic live on air." <laughs> well, that's all people want from you is just. I mean, if that's what you want, they want fanfic. They want you to write fanfic, Ian. That's God. what they want. Time for you back to go back day. to go back to your go back to your roots. <laughs> Here's one from Golden Dawn. Pizza or burrito? Mm, pizza. Ooh. I mean, I, lo- I like both of them, but mm, I'm a Mexican food. I'm a Mexican food guy, so I'm going to go burrito. No, I like both of them. Maybe pizzerito. Yeah, I have both. combine both of them. Why not? <laughs> Is that a panzerotti? Maybe. Could be. <laughs> Could also be uh, like a... I don't know, maybe like a, 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 not a Panzerati. What's the other one? There's a Panzerati. Calzone. There's the Calzone. That's what I meant to say. There's one other one. There's one more that's more burrito shaped. I'm not familiar with that. But I'm not sure. I don't think it's a Panzerati. I'm like, I'm blanking on the name now. Oh, well. Stromboli. There we go. Yeah, that one. There we go. That's the one. Oh, I thought he kidnapped puppets. Yeah, he does. Okay. He's also a delicious burrito-shaped pizza. (laughs) And here's one from Raphael C. According to the Encyclopedia, Bean, Bark, and Fang at the beginning of Mania's Mirage Saloon Act 2 were the real ones, but it looked like they were Heavy Magician's illusions. 
Did Sega determine them to be real? Was it your interpretation? Seems like a way to guarantee their canonicity. As Sonic Triple Trouble and Sonic the Fighters are in an awkward situation. If you look at the end of Act 1, Heavy Magician flies off with the signpost at the end. And then one of the hooligans shows up on the back of the turtle to shoot down the tornado. Heavy Magician has left the scene. It's one of them. Uh, Now, granted, the final boss is Heavy Magician summoning up the illusions. That's clearly not them. But the end of Act 1, Heavy Magician's gone, so it's got to be one of the hooligans. And that's the way I wrote it. And I wasn't corrected. So, bye, dingy. That's canon. Until I'm told otherwise. You've done it, Ian. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, until you're told otherwise. (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and switch back over to some of these Super Chats, because they're coming in hard and fast on that side, too. (laughs) You like us. You really like us. I know. It's very much appreciated. We love it. All right, here's one from Joe M. Super Chat from Joe M. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know the meta reason, but what was Eggman's goal making Archie's world more like the games each time he used the Genesis wave when Sonic wasn't weaker? Is he just a game canon purist? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Outside of the meta version, it was just a happy accident that that's how it went. Nice. All right, here's one. Here's a super chat from Alex120. Big the Cat Q&A when? <laughs> <laughs> Same rule as the Dr. Starline episodes. If you want a character Q&A episode, pony up the cash and we will schedule it. Yep, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be a lot easier to do because <laughs> Dr. Starline requires a degree of preparation and thought and it's a very precise cadence that one must adhere to. Things a lot easier to do on the fly <laughs> or on the ground or on a boat. <laughs> Yay. Yay, Foggy. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a question here uh, from another super chat from Sonic Mania 2099. And it's firing them off one after the other. <laughs> the hooligans versus rough and tumble. Who would win? Wish the timelines weren't split so we see to see this. Hooligans. Easy. Uh, I'd hope so. I mean, rough and tumble would certainly hold their ground for a little bit. I think, I mean, you, can get, I think you can get a good page or two out of that battle, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, t- tumble and bark would be worth seeing, but... Mm-hmm. Fang has the range. Bean has the range. They have the numbers on their side. They 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 went to the end. They also have explosives and guns. So yeah, that's yeah. why. By the, that's why I mean they have the range. I know, I know. But I'm also just saying, like their weapons are more effective. <laughs> I mean, they also ha- the hooligans also have the benefit of my bias. So yeah. You think you'd be biased for, I mean, you think your bias would cancel out because you created one of the groups and then the other one you put together and sort of codified. So yeah, you, yeah. you think the, the, the bias would cancel out there. No, but, and I'm going to, I ain't going to lie about it. I love the hooligans. They're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes, sometimes it's just your favorite character wins. <laughs> 
Here's a super chat from Dapper Dapper Shinks. All of Eggman's mechs and vehicles that he pilots have come to life and want to prove themselves by fighting each other. Which one comes out on top? And are there any dark horses? Hmm. <sighs> um. Well, we're gonna just assume that they're all running on an equal power source because, like. The Egg Robo Mecha from the end of Lost World is running off of stolen planetary energy. So if that battery's not there, it ain't flying. It doesn't even get its cool cape. So, you know. Or if we're, we're going to count that, then, yeah, I can't even start. It's on the ground. Bye bye um, We have the Death Egg Super Mecha, whatever it's called, from the end of Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which... Has size on its side, but it all really has a little grippy fingers. And sure, it's got the big old Master Emerald mouth laser, but that takes a while to charge up. You can probably get eight hits in pretty easily without falling off the collapsing platform. And that's if you're not a giant mech. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give it to Sonic 2's Death Egg Robo because I'm really sick and tired of seeing that thing. But it does have endurance. It has a nice suite of weapons. It's small enough to be comparatively mobile, and it's pretty darn hardy. And it does have a nicer design than some of the stuff. Like, I'm sorry, the end bosses from the advanced games are largely forgettable. Advanced 3 is the exception. I can't like, even remember we, it from, from... Well, whether it's the big old advanced one uh, and two. floating hands boss that Eggman's flying, or if you want to be like how wide you want to cast your net have super emerald, not super emerald, general ultimate general non-aggression, you know, crazy octopus flying head mecha thingy. <laughs> it would be a spectacle at the very least. Sure. Sure. Now, what am I saying? Egg emperor, maybe egg emperor. Cause he had, he was, he had a lot of HP. He has a shield that deflects most attacks. He has melee and ranged abilities. He's got high mobility with the wings. Egg Ember would probably come out on top. And he has a kicking theme song. <laughs> here's one from, here's a super chat from Solar Stain. Amy is in love with Sonic, has pink hair, and carries melee weapon. Oh, do you see her going yandere like Rosie? How do you see a story playing out? No, because Amy's a good person deep down. She's, we, we've talked about this on the show ad nauseum at this point, but mm -hmm. You know, she's had her rough patches, but she's come through it and then she's matured. She's grown up. And um, if anything else, I just see her continuing to grow and mature and excel. I don't think she would backslide at this point. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's one from JJ Slider as a follow up to their last question about uh, the speed, <clears throat> speed of super forms or speed of things faster than super forms. They say they're my last question related to speed only, not power. So what is faster than a super form? Yeah, I guess. Hyper form? Other than hyper. That's what that's a stipulation Nothing? put in there. Nothing? Nothing that I can think of. Well, Nothing that we've seen, at least. Super form is kind of like the apex. Yeah. Yeah. All and right. For sake, they fought a god of time that literally existed across all of existence. And they still beat it up. You can't really outdo that. Mm. Well, I guess. <laughs> Let's switch over to some of the general chat questions for a little bit here. Get into this one here from Lilac Reindeer. 
If Whisper's masks act, mask acts as her camera, where slash how does she get her photos printed? Uh, you just get a little USB cable, <laughs> take it down to the Staples equivalent, or shoot, Tails probably just does it for free. It's a Game Boy. Hook it up. It's a Game Boy printer. <laughs> there you go. The variable Wispon's hidden function. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just this picture tube comes out of the barrel. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. All right. And we have a super chat that was missed here from Pedanticat. So you heartless monster. So I'm going back. Yeah. All right. Online 28. 28. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we'll be getting to it soon, PC. Sorry. It's, uh, yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> Uh, that's weird, but okay. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. You've more... so many questions, it's broken the system. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, usually we're like, oh, yeah, this is smooth sailing. This this time, things are weird. Rogue wave! Uh... Oh, well. We love you. We love you guys. Anyway. There's one from the, another one from the general chat from Scarlet Chan. What if Knuckles broke the Master Emerald on Sonic 3 on Hidden Palace when Eggman was trying to steal it, thus releasing Tikal and Chaos? <laughs> Man, that would be fun to watch. <laughs> um, and that would certainly take the game in a different direction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to worry about the island falling. It's already in the water at this point. So, I don't know, 2D Metroidvania-styled Knuckles gameplay where you're hunting the emerald shards across the stages. It always comes back, back and, to that. <laughs> go back and revisit all the zones you played as Sonic. Oh, I'd love it. Chaos is cranky at you, so he's like a constant water hazard. Any water that you come across that would normally be, oh, I don't want to go drown in the water. It actually actively attacks you because he's popping up now. Yeah. <laughs> the call is like a little hint bubble that floats around and leads you to where you need to find some shards that you haven't found yet. Oh, my God. Fan gamers, this mission is set before you. Must do it. You must do it. We got a question from Metal Skulkbane. Two trains leave the station at 12 a.m. Big Silver and Ray train is blazing. The Big Silver Ray training train <laughs> all right this is weirded word we worded weird weirded word worded weird all right i'm going to start over on it two trains leave the station at 12 a.m big silver gray train is blazing sonic speed while tails from shadows by smaller charming color of creamy rouge Metal trains keep knocking into each other. How many glue sticks we mighty have to use so they knock less? Use formula omega equals E123. Include vectors. Amy ideas don't make me bit egg. Man. P.S. S.B.O. Okay. So I think I can cover this by saying yes. Sounds good. <laughs> yes or no uh glad you glad to hear that or sorry to hear that either one whichever one's applicable <laughs> and yeah here's a question from honeydew 
Does Nicole get hungry or eat food? If so, what are her favorite snacks and beverages? No. She is a digital being and she does not possess the capability of being hungry. Darn. What a shame. Here's one from a Renaissance girl. What are Serge and Kit's favorite food? Are they the same as Sonic and Tails' favorites, Chili Dogs and Mints, or something else? Um, mm, Serge like Serge. <laughs> <clears throat> it's caffeine. Serge would have a craving for Chili Dogs, but she hates them on principle. <laughs> like, what is the antithesis to a Chili Dog? Because one would almost say... Uh, salad but she doesn't strike me as a salad person a toasty cat yeah oh uh, if you kid go... is easy kid kid's favorite food is whatever search tells him it is <laughs> literal trash she'd say that just to watch him eat it and he'd do it i know <laughs> she's not a good person thanks starline <laughs> search uh. just like grabs the raw hot dog out of the pack and straight out of the fridge and eats it out of spite <laughs> she hates it but she does it anyway <laughs> nachos there we go beefy nachos that's a good one that's a good making one. as big a mess as possible oh obviously she just inhales them like big old shark teeth. yeah 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 big old shark teeth yep 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 <laughs> i like it and she dines and dashes on top of it all. Oh, of course. Of course. There's one from System 509. I'm going to switch back over to the Super Chat, so thank you very much. Since Sonic can't be a Jedi, would he be a pod racer? What would the rest of the cast do if they lived in the Star Wars universe? Bounty Hunter Shade? <laughs> uh, I could see him pod racing for the same reason he gets into any other vehicle to do racing. is you know One, to keep it fair for everyone else. And two, he's an adrenaline junkie. Of course. Yeah. I mean, he made the tornado is his plane. He was able to maintain it until he kind of pawned that off on tails. So how much harder can a flying jet engine car pod thing be? Well, that's really? why tails is his mechanic and chief yeah, okay. crew chief. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh huh. <laughs> Our um, uh, what? I guess, you know, we're asking who else is within the universe, you know. Blaze is your, you know, imperial princess of an entire planet. Yeah. Because why not? Yep. Uh, your action ass kick princess. Yep, yep, yep. Chaotics are still detectives. It's just it's taken on a new bumbling fashion across the galaxy. And uh, Big is a hut. He is a hut lord. Good <laughs> fucking opada. <laughs> Oh no, big big somehow becomes a crime lord, but he doesn't even realize he's a crime lord. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just is. It's like, uh, 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 uh. Uh, whispers the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, probably yep. something like that. <laughs> Grogu the Chow. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Here's this next one. Next super chat from Hobo Joe. Does SBL's horn do anything? It is a horn, right? Right, right. Please tell me that's not where his nose is. No, it's his horn. And if you go by classic chaotic, that's how he attacks. 
Now he runs forward and he dips his head down to stabity tabity with the horn. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, and here's another super chat question from Channel Pup. So silly theory here: the rings in Sonic are a product of the ecosystem trying to help him. Bees providing him with direction and rings. On a scale of one to ten, how silly does that sound? Hashtag B theory. <laughs> We're still, still going with this B theory thing. Like Channel Pup is Channel Pup is where it's originated, right? <laughs> is that where it's if from? You take, <laughs> if you take the bees out of the equation, I'd give it a five. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean the Chaos Emeralds apparently have a will of their own. Why not nature? Nature understands that Sonic is protecting it from Eggman. Therefore, it manifests power to assist him in defeating Eggman. Sure, oh, why not? Oh, God, not the bees. <laughs> not the bees, no. I ain't touching the bees. Not the bees. Ah, <laughs> uh, bees. Mm, so weird. All right. <laughs> let's, do some, uh, let's do some standard chats for, chat questions for a little bit. This one here is from Commander Cody. If food can't be affected by the metal virus, what about meat? Would a hamburger be affected by the metal virus? Um, After it's processed, no. I don't think so. Fresh cut, Chuck? Maybe. Mm. I think uh, once it's been like thoroughly grounded, cooked, I think it'd be all right. I don't know. There's a reason why I didn't get into the super nitty gritty of the rules of metal virus, because... That's a trap. That that's asking to be painted to a corner. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Having a, a metal burger would kind of suck. You're trying to eat it, and all of a sudden it goes metal, and you're like, "No!" Here's or, one. You know, oh, it's oh. infected, so you got to eat it as fast as you can before you fully convert and can't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, we got a question here from Rose Rose Rosemary R. Who is girl character that was shown on Tales 2? But I think she is an old concept art for the NPC for Sonic Unleashed, but everyone else is saying she is a new character. I ain't telling. <laughs> I think that's just That's a hashtag no one smile from now till it's answered. I think that should be at least somewhat of a clue. <laughs> yes. And we got a question here from Chaos Zero Games. Everyone... Th- likes doing Sonic what ifs but what about Mega Man what ifs what if Iris killed Zero in X4 oh shoot like when she uh goes all crazy and takes on the boss form maybe yeah Yeah, I think you'd get like other Iris from the X dive games (laughs) now other Iris is a stable combo of the two I guess that's true yeah yeah yeah. good point Uh, X4 is Iris freaking out Mm-hmm. And if she took out zero, then presumably nothing else could really stop her save X. And then we're losing like some of the premier hunters. At that point, Reproforce might just roll over the hunters and become the new standard. Wow. Scary. <laughs> Here's one from Chaos Zero Games. Everyone likes doing. S- oh, we just did that one. Dang it. I forgot to mark it. All right. Here's this one from Coffee. Hey, Ian, big fan of your work. I just wanted to ask if you were given the opportunity to write a comic based off Friday Night Funkin', how would you write it? Oh, shoot. Uh, that would definitely be a challenge because part of the appeal of <laughs> is the music. 
know, it's, it's the beat. It's watching the very minor story progress in between rounds and being a silent medium. Comics can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not entirely sure how I would go about that. It would take time to figure that one out. Um, it's an interesting challenge. I, I would kind of, if someone, if they were to offer that up, it would be kind of fun to chew on it, but that's not something I could like easily answer off the top of my head. Some of these are right themselves. Like, Sonic and Mario. Yeah, there you go. No problem. But that one, I, it might be able to work, but it would be tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. We got this question here from Sahi. Why get rid of the Warp Topaz so quickly? Was it always planned for it to last solely for the Zombots arc, or did you eventually feel like it was too powerful for Starline to have? That was part of the transition of going from Archie to IDW. Where in Archie, at least toward, towards the end of things, Sega was not particularly fond of us introducing new items, new magical MacGuffins and whatever. So with the Warp Topaz working under the mentality, it was built in that it would work for Starline, it would serve a purpose in the story, and then it would be removed from the story so that you know they saw that there was a universal idea, that it would not a universal idea. There were that was there was a plan that we weren't going to keep this around. It wasn't going to become a distraction from the game material. It would just be boop boop boop, and we're done. Then we got the note towards the end as we were wrapping it up, saying, uh, "No, leave leave it ambiguous in case we want to use it again somewhere." And I was like, "Oh, well, okay then." <laughs> All right. Uh... Well, we, we've got 20 Super Chat questions, Ian. Holy mackerel. Just sitting here. Yeah, let's try and bang these out, because we're over an hour in. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we're past the one-hour warning mark, so let's get through these Super Chats quick. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And we got another one here from Jams. How do you think Eggman decides whether or not to use live animals for his robots instead of power cores? Seems like they aren't the go-to all the time. Uh, I imagine it's kind of arbitrary. You know, he wakes up one day and he's like, you know what? I hate nature. That little bird that's twittering so beautifully at the window that woke me up. I am going to just ravage Mother Nature and plug it all into a machine. And then other days it's like, you know, I really don't want to bother. I'm just going to plug a power cord here and call it a day. (laughs) Sometimes it's easier that way, you know. Rather than trying to deal with these little obnoxious birds and squirrels and pigs and whatever the heck else. <laughs> I mean, you got to chase them down. You got to make sure that they're healthy. Otherwise, they don't really run the machine. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they get, somehow gain free will and turn on you. You don't want that. And things get weird. <laughs> and sometimes Amy Rose shows up and ruins everything by opening the door and letting the little bird out. Rude. <laughs> Here's one from Pedanticat. Super chat. Team dynamic of Tangle, Knuckles, and Wave. Huh. I think Knuckles would be like <laughs> constant facepalm. Knuckles and Wave. It's, Not it's Storm. A, wave. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I speed power fly, yeah. Yeah, I I think ultimately Tangle and Knuckles would just tune Wave out. 
she would be bossy. She'd be bitchy. She'd be a pain in the butt in general, mm-hmm. always condescending. And eventually, Tangle and Knuckles would just go, you know what? We really don't need her. We can handle this on our, on our own. I'd leave her to her own devices. And she would either go off and do her own thing, or she'd realize that, oh, crap, I can't handle this situation by myself. Fine, I'll play along, and I'll just be bitter about it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got another super chat from Joe M. If the Emeralds turn thoughts into power, then is Supersonic only as powerful as he thinks he needs to be? Could he defeat Ultra Instinct Goku or Superman if he wished hard enough? <laughs> uh, if that's your headcanon, sure. <laughs> I am not going to get into hard numbers with the freaking Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> And we got one here from Pepsi96. Thank you. Thank you all for your super chats. I know you can't reveal anything regarding Frontiers, but please, can you please tell me that this human girl character isn't going to steal Amy's thunder? Because I'm hoping that Amy's finally going to have a major role in it. Why are you assuming that? Why (laughs) is anybody assuming anything? No, I'm not confirming or denying anything. (laughs) You can get yourself upset if you want, but that's your baggage. (laughs) <laughs> nope, nothing. Hashtag knowing smile from a distance as the rest of the fandom burns itself down. <laughs> Keep drawing that character, though. That's fine. I'm good with that. Oh, sure. The, she's had a full-on freaking render already. Yeah, the the the, like, <laughs> the people know nothing about her, and she's already getting like tons of fan art. I like that. See, that's the passion I love about this fan. They're just like, new thing. Let's celebrate it. Let's go nuts. That is fun. Yeah, that I like a lot, and just the creativity that they have with that—that's great. And that yeah, I love to see. Absolutely. Yep. 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 And we got a question here. Well, it's not a question actually, but it's it's a, a super chat from Channel Pup. I say big love for myself and the boys over at Sunset City. Recently bought the first two volumes of Sonic the IDW collection and can't wait to read them. Well, thank you for your uh, for your donation. Yeah, thank you very much. Hope you enjoy. Yes. And we got another one here from Jamal S. Another comment. Uh, Ian and Kyle, shout out to Nick and Channel Pup. I believe he means Nick from Game Apologist, who is in the chat and actually has uh, some some questions in in waiting. <laughs> so, oh goodness, well, yeah, shout out to Nick, Game Apologist, yet again. Yeah, the whole reason why our uh, subscription count is where it is. So, thank you, <laughs> and shout out to Channel Pup and your nefarious B conspiracies. <laughs> uh i i I thought this was b movie related but it is not no what was the opening to b movie i thought it was something related to that whatever (laughs) all right hey speaking of game apologists here he is (laughs) not sure how the tales to process works but if this is is at all possible to answer any potential on expanding on things established from episode one in the future (laughs) (laughs) just just wait just wait i i did see somebody's comment going well if this is the case then why not such and such and i'm like oh just you wait (laughs) and there's Uh, and then but now now the now the two world supporters are crawling out of the woodwork though ian like yeah it's been it's been years it's been like years we've been saying oh the two worlds thing is stupid and it seemed like everybody agreed but now all of a sudden oh there's always people it's always always someone out there who's a fan of something you know (laughs) and 
you know what? You can enjoy that headcanon all you want. I am quite happy it's dead and in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I put a shovel full myself. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> here's here's another super chat from Jams. Dang. What is your favorite Sonic catchphrase and why? In game universe long time no see seems to be the go to, but we haven't heard it in a while. Could we possibly see the return of do it to it? I do like do it to it. That's a good one. It's fun, it's punchy. It gets the point across. Juice and um, jam time. Not that one. Oh. Um Jelly and Jam time. No, 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 no. Let's juice, no juicing. You, you don't want Sonic juicing? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sonic's all about natural highs, man. You don't juice. Uh, I'd kind of like to see. Why do you hate jam? <laughs> I'd like to have get a load of this come back in some shape or form. <laughs> take this, take this, take this, take this. That's not quite as fun. The kitalo, the kitalo, the kitalo. That's a, you can almost dance to that, man. Get a load of this. Get a load of this. Get a load of this. Got a speed keyed. That one's weird. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That one is weird. <laughs> There's also Eggman's, uh, uh, the, my favorite Eggman catchphrase. Yosh. 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 <laughs> of course there's always that's no good <laughs> yeah that needs to be put in somewhere uh, 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 this is just a procession of how much old sonic stuff we know and the answer is too much <laughs> not really too much uh, here's one from snooty boy 55 since it'll likely never happen, what would a battle between Surge and Scourge be like? Just asking out of complete curiosity. I believe that oh, we've it, gone over this before, but... It would be nasty. It would be brutal, yeah. It would be a grunge match. Like, no pulling of punches. Lots of nasty side commentary. <laughs> dirt in the wound. Like, eye gouging. It mm, It would not be pretty. <laughs> yeah. But it would, sure would be fun to watch. Here's one from Izzy F. Hey guys, love the podcast and your work. What's the main thing you do for fun these days? Fun? What's that? <laughs> fun? <laughs> fun? No I haven't touched a video game in a week. No fun allowed. <laughs> I, I've I've literally had no time to do anything but work and take care of grown up things. Yeah, gross. And. My problem, too, is that I love what I do, so if I want to do something for fun, it's probably going to be work more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a problem. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say no. <laughs> well, these days I've been setting up a home server, so that's been kind of my taking up my non-podcast slash radio show time. Neat. But, uh, yeah, other oh, than that, I, it's... I know we're trying to get through questions, but... Dang it, I meant to ask earlier, how did KNG guy number 500 go? Oh, man. It went pretty well. Had lots Excellent. of folks show up, lots of listeners. Uh, it was a good time. Went a little little extra long on that one, and uh, it was good. It was just went, I played uh, 
a song for each of the 19 years I've been doing the thing. So oh, wow. <laughs> it was, uh, that was fun kind of reminiscing and going back and remembering some of this, the things that happened throughout the years. It was good. It was exciting. So See, that's how busy I've been. I couldn't even stop and listen to KGI number 500. Oh, it's I'll all have right. to go back and listen to it at some point. It's all right. It's all right. It's up on podcast. If you head on over to KNGI.org, you'll find it over there. Yeah. So and, uh, after this is done, go check out Kyle's show, which you should have done a long time ago if you haven't already. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. If you do check it out, uh, I appreciate it. And uh, are we through the super chats yet? No, we still no, we still have, we're, we're, we, uh, we got a lot. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, you know, we're down to 15 in the queue, even though we've gone through like 10. So we got another, <laughs> we got another 15 or another 10 while we were answering or whatever. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> I might, I don't know. You guys are amazing, but man, like we can't even, I'm, I'm sorry to you guys in the, in the chat that, don't have money or anything. I'm I'm so sorry. It's well, just this episode's gone way better in some ways than we've ever had before. So maybe we can figure out a way to uh, make up for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out for you guys. It's just been. It's like whoa, it's kind of blew up this month. So <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. And uh, sorry to Jennifer for driving her crazy. She's, <laughs> I, think, I, I hear I've heard some frustrated noises over there. So whoops, my bad, my mistake. Uh, but hey, we'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Of course she's fine. See, that's totally normal. It is actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fine. <laughs> Ooh, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> we got another one from Sonic Mania 2099. Let's blow through these super chats. We really need to. Um, they also had a follow-up to this one, so I'm just going to go ahead and throw that in here, too. Okay. Um, they say, I got to come clean. I don't like Surgeon Kit's origin story. Did there have to be another Dragon Ball Z ripoff and not a Sonic character who knows cloning? By cloning, I mean Attack of the Clones. We never had a Sonic scientist who can create actual bio-clones like Scarlet Spider from Marvel. Well, on the one hand, it wasn't intentional to be a Dragon Ball reference. Uh, two, it was kind of directed by Sega how it came together in the end. Not fully them, but they did contribute. And three, there was a villain in Sonic X who did the bio-clone thing. So technically, technically we've had it. ba 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 all right, here's one from Whisk Cheese. Is Void from Sonic Shuffle immortal? I don't know. Is Sonic Shuffle canon? <laughs> like I don't see why not. I mean, it's harmless in the canon. Um, Illumina mm. seems to be a godly being. I assume immortality comes with the territory. Sorry, was uh, <laughs> taking a drink there and almost went down the wrong way. <laughs> all right here's one from another one from duraza could maria come back alive one day i hope not that would be kind of a cop-out and also would completely undercut uh 
Shadow's entire motivation. <laughs> yeah, no. There, there would be no reason other than to retread drama. So, yeah. Let the dead rest. Yes. Go to sleep, Maria. Go to sleep. We got another one from the Game Apologist. Thank you, thank you. Always was curious about that Mechasonic Mark II we saw, or we're about to see, R.I.P. Archie. Was that based off of official designs? I am not remembering exactly what he's referencing. I'm, uh, might have been, uh... Because there's a lot of confusion over the numerization of the various yeah, robots. Yeah, maybe it was something from uh, Mega Drive. Wait, which which model number was it again? They say, they say Mark II. Mecha Sonic Mark II. Mecha, 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 Mecha. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that was the one from SA1. Like, uh, Mecha Sonic Mark I is Silver Sonic, so to speak. The one on the Death Egg in Sonic 2. Mm-hmm. Mechasonic Mark II. Okay, I was already getting confused. Mark II was the one on Angel Island. That was the one that went super, ever so briefly, stole the Master Emerald. Knuckles beats him in his campaign. Had that freaking awesome design. Didn't realize that he had like the Cyclopean core thing going on until somebody did a sprite study and compared it to all the other Cyclopean stuff with the Death Egg. It's like, oh, I didn't even realize that motif and it's actually carried over onto some stuff in modern, which is super cool, which we need to get on that. We need more Cyclopean badnik stuff. That's just cool looking. Um, and then Mark three is the one at adventure. There we go. That's the one in the tube in, uh, want to say hot shelter mm-hmm. yeah. or, the, or, the, or the, the base, the one that you can't do anything but look at and pine for. <laughs> uh, well, oh well. We got a super chat, another one from Joe M. Why does Sonic seem to only associate with pinkish, reddish-haired girls? This is absolutely not related to any recent reveals. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got a type. Hmm. Weird. Blaze <laughs> really can't as pinkish red. She's more of a lilac. Uh, I don't know. I think they're just they're talking about three, just two, two, three specific characters. I think. <laughs> Here's one from JJ Slider. Is imaginary world's fourth dimension space a higher dimension reality? Is there a confirmed distance between all imaginary world landmarks and do dreams from Camelot slash Arabian Nights go to imaginary world? Oh, Lord. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Imaginary world has not been explored sufficiently to answer any of that. Mm. Well... Dang. All right, we've got one from Chaos Sonic 1. For a Sonic Generations Arc Adaptation pre-reboot, would you bring in Julian Kintamore from Robobobotnik's timeline or try something different? Sorry, I missed that. Do again? For a Sonic Generations Arc Adaptation pre-reboot, would you bring okay, in okay. Julian Kintamore from Robobobotnik's timeline or try something different? Uh, <sighs> um... I don't know, pre-reboot? I think I'd want to try to avoid as much confusion as possible with all the varying timelines and whatnot. Just keep it to, like, classic and modern still. We don't need to get into the alternate realities and whatnot. S- seeing a Julian Robotnik would be kind of fun. Sorry, Julian Kinderborg. Mm-hmm. 
but um, I don't know if it's really on that one a bit. Uh oh, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you kind of roboted out there. <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm having flashbacks. Oh no! Well, the cat also just walked across my laptop, so maybe that was part of it. Oh, it was the cat's fault. There we hey, go. Buddy. Now it makes sense. Get that cat out of there. <laughs> all right. We ready to move on? Did you oh, answer that one? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. We got this one from Speedweed, and I'll give you a guess what it's about. <laughs> Dark Samus can vibe with Metroids since Prime 2, so I'm wondering... How do you think she'd feel learning Samus has Metroid DNA? Conflicted? Think her character could develop further because of this? Or would she be able to kind of somewhat influence Samus? The level of psychological warfare that she could perform? Oh boy. Scary. Dangerous. (sighs) Alright, here's one from Sonikai. Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Uh, The one on Lives on Drury Lane? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the Muffin Man. Mm-hmm. Muffin. I like muffins. <laughs> Here's one from Jams. So, Tails finally went and explained how the world is set up. So, Blaze. Why did I say Blaze? I can't read. I can't read. As we've established on this show, I don't know why I'm the one who reads the questions, because I cannot read. <laughs> cannot. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, Tails finally went and explained how the world is set up. Could you tell us more on what ifs, like on the Mobian Islands versus the human continents? No, because that's more what, what lives like lives on the Mobian Islands versus the human continents. I mean, this is the first episode of Tailed Scoop. They just settled on the name Sonic Scoop. There, there's more to come. <laughs> Not necessarily immediately, but this is. A beginning of sorts. Patience. Patience. Yes. Here's one from Terraza. Could Chip come back in another Sonic story game? Maybe. Um, last I heard of it officially is Chip is asleep and buried in the earth. And part of that you know, incubation cycle. So he shouldn't be back for a long, long time. But I'm sure there can be an excuse plot to dig them out of the ground if need be. <laughs> All right, here's one from Sonic Mania 2099 again. Why was Knuckles teased to fight Zez yet doesn't get involved? I know Knuckles wants to guard the Master Emerald, but I want my Knuckles versus Zeddy fight. Yeah, I did too, and that was the original plan. It was supposed to be SBO Knuckles, the trained and disciplined fighters, against the wild berserker Zaz. But Sega's note was that Knuckles would not leave the Master Island, uh, the Master Emerald, <laughs> or, or Angel Island. So it's like, okay, so it's just Espia then. All right. <laughs> Here's one from System 509. Oh, we did this one. Why is this one here again? This one is about Star Wars. Yeah, we did that one. I don't know why that one was there. All right. Here's one from, another one from Jams. So what are the traffic laws for passing someone on a loop-de-loop? Would normal folk from places like Empire City be too scared to use them at all? Who has the right-of-way on those things? <laughs> you, you can tell who the tourist is because they just stick to the right-hand lane of the loop-de-loop. 
the na- the the regular Empire cities or citizens are just cruising around like 120k, whipping around, it, blaring their horn. Um, I imagine that a loop to loop has similar passing rules as like an on ramp or a large curve. You're not supposed to. You just co- complete that lane and move on. Why are there giant loop to loops? I don't know. Maybe it works like a roundabout. It slows traffic down to a degree. Mm, maybe. <laughs> it slows traffic down without completely stopping it. Yeah. It's useful. <laughs> and we got one from Pedant Cat. Team dynamic of movie Sonic, Silver, and Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> comedy of errors. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because Movie Sonic's not really in the leader position yet. He's a bit too green, even though and he's, he's blue. a little naive, so he might actually follow Styx's mad ramblings, and we know Silver would, so... <laughs> oh, no. Styx would lead them, lead them on a snipe hunt, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would somehow end up saving the world in the process. <laughs> By accident, of course. How I- did you learn of Project Snipe? Project what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got a super chat here from Testing. How modern can the slang that you're able to use in stuff like IDW Sonic be? Will we ever see a character say something like based? Uh, All your maybe based are belong thing- to us. Maybe it's being referenced to like turkey basting or something, you know? <laughs> like, there's always the temptation to you know, be hip and be with it. But the minute you have Sonic, you know, declare something as poggers, you've dated the book. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, he uses a 90s slang all the time. It becomes <laughs> it becomes a case of, how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you kind of find that fine line where it feels fresh <laughs> and with it, you know, as the kids say or whatever, without... <laughs> Just becoming something that's like, ooh, people used to talk like that. Here's and we a, committed it to print. Mm. <laughs> Here's a book. <laughs> Here's a book where a nearly 40-year-old man made Sonic say poggers. <laughs> that's not based at all. My <laughs> uh, attire is quite drip, Daddy-O. <laughs> Daddy-O is... <laughs> I mean, that point you just throw everything in the blender. Now, every, all, now you're all combining the, the blender. Now you're combining retro slang and yes, new make slang. it completely incomprehensible. <laughs> all right, all right, there we go. Uh, cringe is a good one. <laughs> cringe. I, I think cringe could work. Cringe is generic enough. You could make that one work. Uh, <laughs> and we got a super chat here from Awesome Cakester. What do you guys think of a mini that takes place over the time Shadow and Maria were on the Ark? I know there's no real point, but it would be nice to see how close the two were before everything. Sure, it would be fun in an indulgent sense, but what what is the story? What What is the purpose of it? If we're going to devote four months of extra book to that, why? What are we going to get out of it outside of we get to see how happy Shadow used to be and he isn't anymore? Yeah. Uh, Is that used as a framing device so that we contextualize Shadow as he is now? Is there something that he remembers from that time that affects something he's doing in the present? 
is there a lesson he learned at that point that he remembers that influences whatever he's doing in the present that that would maybe justify it but just having an entire flashback arc for the sake of a flashback arc i don't that's not something i would pitch we got one here from another super chat here from testing how did Starline just happen to know that Amy was going to be camping with the restoration crew? Because he is just a creepy little stalker guy. <laughs> he has eyes all over. Weird. And we got a, another super chat here from JJ Slider. This one is particularly generous. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I asked about Many Worlds theory last time, but what I meant was the Many Worlds interpretation on Wikipedia, i.e. does every possible outcome in Sonic's universe in the games plus other dimensions exist as a separate timeline? Uh, I'm going to say no. That's getting, you're getting way into the weeds there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say no and just say that it's limited to what is presented. That there is no infinite causality web of multiverse possibilities it's what what you see is what you get yeah Son- sonic's multiverse is WYSIWYG. <laughs> all right well barring any more questions that come in this one will get us caught up to the super chats so let's go ahead and get to get this one answered and then we'll jump back over to the general ones for a little bit it's from this one is from testing why did Starline use Orbot or Omochao as a basis for his imposters? They seem to have the capacity for free thinking without the emotional drawbacks and risk of betrayal that comes with free will. Yeah, but you expect Orbot to take on Sonic? <laughs> oh no, that circular object the size of a bocce ball is coming at me, punt. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my plan has been foiled. If only I had thought of something... A little heavier than five kilograms. <laughs> How dare you abuse Orbot like that? He don't deserve it. He's trying his best. <laughs> He's doing what he can. He's trying to make it. He's trying to make it. Oh, okay. I'm seeing that uh, there is a missing super chat from System 509. Was that the one? That one? There was one that was like the Star Wars one got in here twice. So I'm wondering if that's the one that is uh, the one you're mentioning, system. We'll see if we can get that uh, squared away, and then uh, we'll come back to it. In the meantime, though, let's jump over to some of the general questions for a bit, since we're caught up. This one is from Scruffy Matt. Hi, fellas. So some weird stuff happened in Archie Sonic, like when he got his billionth ring. What do you think is the weirdest story we ever saw in Archie Sonic? Oh, wow. Yeah, there were some pretty weird ones. Uh, Issue 33 with the French Friaris. That was weird. I was going to say, the fever dream one was probably right up there. That one was weird, and yet I still have kind of a soft spot for it, I think, just because I was, you know, how old was I when that came out? Nine, 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 eight, nine, somewhere around there. I mean, taken out of context, the 40 Fathom Freedom Fighter story, where Bottlenose becomes a finja, a master of finjitsu, to take out <laughs> e- Eel Capone and his hired muscle. This is I a, mean, this is a Silver Age. You, you just trot that out to anyone who has no context, and they're going to look at you like you swallowed something funny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even. It, it's still weird in context. I feel like 
there's something that's just like the obvious answer, but it's been so long since I read it or thought about any of that stuff. I'm blanking on it. Yep. I'm being asked if the French fry wrist was real. Yes, it absolutely happened. It absolutely was. (laughs) It absolutely did. Had a little beret and everything. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Issue 33, yes. They had a single-celled cell phone. This was back when it was, you know, cell phones were new and... Had to get help from everyone's antibodies. Auntie. It was just everybody's character, but in drag. (laughs) Little old women. Because that's what an auntie is, I guess. (laughs) You know, I think that's going to win. I... Maybe that's just it. <laughs> really, how do you top that? Like, not even the nerves can hold a candle to that. It was weird how late that was, too. Because that was, you know, issue 33. The The tone of the book had pretty, pretty solidly shifted at that point. But it went wildly spinning back. <laughs> like, even the billionth ring story and, you know, meeting the ancient walkers and all that weird mystical mumbo jumbo removed from reality thing that that really cannot compete with french fryas and the antibodies no no you cannot you cannot do that you cannot you cannot top eggman starting a fast food restaurant specifically to make the freedom fighter sick (laughs) but hey i mean sonic's wearing a mask in that issue so it's at least forward thinking All right, here's one from Mike Michael B. No, not that Michael B. Or that Michael B. But that Michael V. Michael B. Will we be seeing the Sea Fox anytime in the future? I don't think so. Darn. All right, and I think we've got that super chat squared away from uh, System Five Hundred Nine. So let's go ahead and get into it real quick. We'll jump over to this one. Uh, so I've been curious for a while. What was Eggman actually going to do with Vanilla when he kidnapped her that time? I, I'd i have to look at the cutscene again, but I don't feel like it was intentional. Like, I feel like he was kidnapping a bunch of animals and she just happened to be caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And if I am, then it was just a spite move because Cream dared to show up and cause problems. And, you know, he's a spiteful guy. Yeah. <laughs> and we got one here from another super chat here from Testing, clarifying their uh, why didn't Starline use Orbot or Omochow as a basis for his imposters? Um, they say, I meant using Orbot or Omochow instead of Bell because they also have a good degree of free will and likely would not require conditioning. But he's using them as a basis for his imposters. Nah, yeah, Instead they, of using Bell. Use their programming. Well, because Omo Chow's existence in canon is dubious, so let's not even consider that. <laughs> um, I mean, I was he one of the Chow racers in Team Sonic Racing? Or was that just pure Chow? I don't... Uh, no, he speaks for the Chow in the cutscene, so I guess he is technically around. Eh. Mm. Uh, regardless... Uh, he didn't think to download Orbot's uh, programming at the time, and he's a sick creepo, and it's more fun to kidnap Innocent Bell. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's a weirdo, as we have established on this very show. 
when he came on. It was very weird. Here's one from Omegadra. Would Scourge try to flirt with Surge on their first meeting? If so, how would Surge react to this? He would if he didn't know who it was. Because he has, like, zero self-control. And he's a scuzz bucket. <laughs> and she would have, like, zero interest whatsoever. And not be polite about it. And <laughs> that would start the fight. And then they would learn who each other is. And then the fight would really get going in earnest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for that. Someone make it happen. <laughs> Pizza Imperial has a question. What if Knuckles stayed alone? Like Sonic, Tails, and Eggman never went to Angel Island. He'd still be up there. Well, then we'd never know who he was. <laughs> yeah, it's not we, like he's going to go off anywhere. We'd, like, we'd, oh. an, we'd, we'd never meant him. Met, met him. Another day, another Emerald Guarding session. No problems. <sighs> And here's one from Bony Cheese. Would Surgeon Kid ally with the Zeddy, given that they both want to burn it all to the ground? Maybe. Um, Surge doesn't really play well with others. <laughs> the, deadly six are, <laughs> the Deadly Six barely cooperate with each other, let alone anyone else. So I can't really see a lasting team up. Like, maybe initially kind of a first blush oh you want to wreck stuff and you hate these guys we do too but it would devolve very fast oh boy super chats are coming back <laughs> let's jump back over there real quick to more super chats <laughs> here's this one from testing thank you thank you all for your kind kind generosity in sending us super chats we very much appreciate it uh, since one world is now confirmed, were humans impacted by the war against Eggman? How did they fare against him? Hashtag knowing smile. Da, da, da. Seriously, you, you won't have to wait too long. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, we got one here from Pepsi96. Since when was Sonic into Blaze? It's kind of sort of hinted at at the end of Rush. Um, there's I'm, been some internal, hmm? I mean, she's blaze. I mean, I can't blame the guy. <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty awesome. <laughs> and there's some internal stuff, but that, I think that was come to think of, it, I think it was more blaze being interested in him, but I don't know if that's still on the table. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. Don't need that. There's one from jams. We've seen statues of human bodies with echidna heads in SA2. Could they be depicting hybrids? Maybe ancient gods? Aside from Sega just being funny, what do you think is the explanation in-universe? I'm just going to say it was echidnas being a little uh, interpretive with just how swole they were. <laughs> I think it's like the... It's kind of like, you know, some very early uh, human art is very... Uh, not quite accurate to the <laughs> reality of human physiology. So, yeah, something like that, maybe. Some echidna pharaoh's like, all right, I want this giant stone carving of three of us standing like this. Well, given our dimensions, sir, that doesn't really work. We're a little squat and tubby. Stretch us out. Make it, make it work. You're the artist. <laughs> Do art. You got it, pharaoh. <laughs> What are those knees? We don't have those. 
yeah they all just they all just want to be boom knuckles yeah yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm with that i agree with that yeah they probably do they're like huh oh, that is the perfect specimen of echidna <laughs> all right here's one another one from jj slider last questions when eraser jinn stole the energy of the Arabi- of the arabian knights half of it how much said energy was he using for himself to increase his strength and does each special stage exist in its own universe? Um, for a razor gen, I've God, I had to go back and go through it again. I think the implication was that he got some of the power from all the world rings. And then Sonic was able to steal a bit for himself to do dark spine, but I am not a hundred percent confident on that. Um, but I'd say he's at least using half the power enough that it's a problem using and half he the seems power confident enough, eh? i was gonna say using half the power much like humans only use 10 percent of their brain yeah not true by the way i mean he seemed confident <laughs> enough that he could rewrite the storybook with the level of power he had so insufficient um as for special stages i honestly don't know what they are anymore i don't know if they're even if they even count as canon or if they're a purely gameplay thing <laughs> uh, and it, that's, that's it, some. Now that we've got the one world s- stable, I guess that's the next mountain peak to climb. What the heck is going on with the special stages? Oh, I thought it was rings. <laughs> I thought rings would be the next thing. Uh, I, I think if you actually codified rings, though, it, it would be. It would probably break the fandom. <laughs> I feel like special stages is easier. Uh, yeah, actually, it might be. <laughs> Okay, maybe special stages first. Then we can ignore rings. And money. Let's not think about money. <laughs> we got another super chat from Quest uh, from testing. Oh, nope. I already did this. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I forgot to uh, forgot to mark that one. All right, here we go. And we got a super chat from Pedanticat. Team dynamic of Orbot, Roll, and Bell? Oh, uh- Rather pleasant and functional. Actually, I was going to say, that would probably work out pretty well, even with Orbot being an Eggman's robot. <laughs> yeah, like, Roll and Bell are, they'd get along just fine, and Orbot is loyal to Eggman, but he's not antagonistic. No. So it'd be like, oh, I guess I have nothing evil to do on the agenda. I suppose I'll just help then, won't I? And, you know, <laughs> they, they fix everything around the house and just chill out and have fun. <laughs> Orbot is Bell's brother. I guess that would make sense. Yeah, kind of in a way, <laughs> sort of. That uh, all depends. If you want to count Mister Tinker as a separate entity, in such regard, she would be more like a sister from another Mister. <laughs> uh, Orbot Q and A would be fun too. You know, just putting that mm. out there. <laughs> oh, oh! Can I join in too? Yes, yes, Qbot. As long as they pony up the cash, we will do just about anything. <laughs> we are not proud. <laughs> uh, all right, let's switch over to some general questions to wrap things up a bit. Uh, Mecca from the 80s has a question. Why the, encycl- why the encyclopedia is written so weird? Many fans I see are puzzled about weird pics, grammar, and other stuff. I don't know. I didn't think it was written weirdly. Why did you write it all weird, Ian? What did you do? I don't know. I, I just wrote it. How dare you? 
How dare you write? <sighs> you you dirty, dirty writer. Stinky writer. Like, I haven't sat down and gone through the finished product myself, so I don't know if there's, like, a formatting thing or something, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Strange, isn't it? Here's a question from Biostar96. So what kind of notes did you get on Xena? You said you got a lot on her, so I'm curious why. I Just stuff about her abilities, what she can and can't do. Um, like, very specifics on, you know, just choices of dialogue and mannerisms, which ultimately didn't pan out to much of anything. It was like, okay, this this scene still accomplishes the same thing. It's not really that different, but if that's what gets it approved, it gets it approved. Like, I don't remember it being anything like earth shattering or interesting, just like very nuancey things. It's like, all right, I ain't gonna, <laughs> it ain't worth debating about. Change it and get it out the door. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And here's one from El Technopata. Hey, dudes, I have two questions. The Wisps are entirely light constructs, or are they half energy living being and have DNA? And when will Whisper, when will Whisper come back? Um, wisps, I feel like they're physical goo baby type things <laughs> that can convert into energy with their hyper go-ons, but I, I wouldn't stand by that as a bulletproof explanation. As for Whisper, not going to spoil that. Yeah. Well, I hope she does come back soon. <laughs> All right, we got this one from Dummy222. What are your thoughts on Fleetway's Sonic the Comic from the UK? It's been a long time since I read through it, and it wasn't entirely my jam, but I appreciate it for being as equally, if not more so, wacky as pre-reboot Archie. And weird, yeah, it's, it's weird. But it's a it neat, it's a neat kind of weird. It's a good. It, it's it's a, own flavor of weird. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice like counterpart. I think. I feel like yeah. it's a, you know, it's another. It's another instance of being able to kind of mold Sonic and anything related to him and sort of its into sort of its own thing. Just how, um, it's just how uh, you know, how much you can just take Sonic and turn him into what you want, you know, <laughs> he's, he's like, he's very if I versatile. Grew up reading that, I'm sure that would have been my favorite. And I would have looked at Archie stuff going, what did they do? Yeah. <laughs> what is French fries? What? Mean, meanwhile, we're over here in America. We're loving the Archie stuff, but also looking at it like, what did they do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do remember Captain Plunder being great. And it's like, why is he saddled with a Sonic book? Captain Plunder should just be his own book. <laughs> like, I would just read a Captain Plunder book. Give me that. Um, I remember being hyped that Fang was with the Chaotix, at least initially. Uh, Brotherhood of Metallics, obviously, freaking amazing. Um, but again, it's been a long time since I saw it, so it's kind of hard to say anything too concrete. Yeah. All right, here's this one from Grim Drago. Do Chow, do Chow kind count as quote unquote people? Um, I'm gonna say no. That they're still more like animals, but they're clearly very intelligent and capable animals. <laughs> you know, kind of like your chimpanzees, bonobos. Yeah, 
Maybe parrots. <laughs> yeah. Certain like, parrots. They, they clearly got more going on than your typical ferret or goldfish, but they're not like fully sapient and uh, functioning individuals. They need very protected ecosystems to just exist. I'm seeing them being compared to Pokemon, which eh, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I, I would think most Pokemon are hardier than Chow. Yeah. But then you're a Chow that grabs onto a Pokemon, then you got some fun Chow variations. <laughs> oh, God. All 900-something Poke critters and their Chow variations? My God. Oh, no. <laughs> and we got one here from Winston King. Why are wait, you. Wait, 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 wait. I completely missed it. We could have had a Pikachu. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> we could have had it. Uh, well, well, oh, well, there's one from Winston King. Why are your breaks so short? Um, do you want our breaks to be longer? Like what breaks? Like the breaks in, in the show and the Bumblecast? Like, I don't know. I mean, if you got your ad blocker turned on, yeah, it's really short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, Or if you're like YouTube premium subscriber too, let's not throw everyone uh, under the bus yeah. here again. But, hey, I'm just assuming. I, I got it on myself. <laughs> Most of the time, they're at least slightly longer in real life than they are on the show, but you don't hear that sometimes. Or if you stick around to the end of the show, sometimes you hear what we talk about during the breaks. <laughs> We're not going to put in a dead air in the episode. You don't want to listen to that. Yeah. We don't want to trouble you with fast forwarding through silence. Yep. It's a service to you. Yep. Yep. We're helping. We're, we're trying to help you. We're trying. We're trying. All right, here's one from Happy Times. What do you think was Axel's fate following the X-Series, and do you think he was still connected in some way to the Model Albert biometal from ZX Advent? So this is like 99% theory craft, but I totally believe that he was infected with some variation of the Sigma virus, and an X9 arc for him, I would want to see him dealing with that. Like... He's Sigma's next vessel, Sigma's next attempt to resurrect himself, except instead of being a stuttering, barely composed viral energy form, he actually has someone fighting against him, like a whole Jekyll and Hyde thing. And because he can transform, you could have this whole body horror thing where he's like half transforming into Sigma and half transforming back into himself and maybe make that a gameplay element. Like, you can turn into Sigma and go ham on the stage, but you're going to get the bad end because he's taken over. Or you take the harder route and stick with Axel and his normal copy abilities, but you get the good end where Axel is able to overwhelm Sigma and finally cut off that head of the Hydra and stop it from continuing into yet another permutation and make that Axel's big hero moment is that he's uncorruptible he becomes the hero like x and zero that he wants to be by standing up to sigma at his very soul and overcoming adversity at least that's what i want to see that that sounds cool as hell <laughs> uh, i know the biometal thing is kind of open to debate and like i think officially it said it's not really him but come on it's biometal a it's shaped like his head it's kind of got his personality just say it's him or or it's a copy of him. It's some manifestation. 
it's right there. <laughs> Subverting the expectation there isn't clever. It's disingenuous. It's unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle? Yeah. We have how one, you we got one super chat here. I'm feeling all right. What do you, how are you feeling? If you're up for it, I say we go for one more half hour. Okay. We ask folks to stop being beautiful, wonderful, and generous with their super chats. Okay. And we do nothing but your regular chat questions for, for half an hour. hour. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. And if we do, anybody, we, we does, do have one more super chat though, but well, yeah, okay, we'll do that. One. And if anybody does a super chat within the next half hour, we're just going to roll that into priority for next week. Yep, yep, yep. Any super chats that come in from now on will be, yeah, we'll roll into priority the next priority Q and A episode. That sounds good gotcha. to me. You folks in the chat who have been waiting so patiently, we appreciate you just as much as a super chat folks. So we're going to try to do as much as we can here in the half hour, but first yep, yep, yep. let's do that last super chat. All right. This one's from chaos Sonic one. I think needs fixing after the two worlds are money rings, modern interpretations of classic heroes and villains and fixing shadow. Uh, sure. I guess You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the list. Another one. Another one. Yep. 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 So, all righty. Now we'll jump back over into the general questions, starting off with this one from Pen Dolce. Are Surgeon Kit able to eat? Yes. And here's one from Necromage. Which region was Eggboss Wendy put in charge of? Uh, I think she was meant to be kind of a floating boss, that she was supposed to oversee any mystical items. She was supposed to hunt down the oddities around the world and secure them for Eggman. I don't think she had like a specific region. It was her job to go to the other regions and look for and secure things for Eggman. Mm -hmm. I think that's how we were going to do it. And here's one from Snurps. Are you having fun with Sonic Frontiers? I can't talk about it at all. (laughs) Like not even like positive spin because that's going to be misconstrued somewhere and then i have to talk to marketing about why i'm talking about the game that i'm not supposed to be talking about uh is it fun to write sonic no have you seen sonic it's crazy why would you have fun (laughs) writing sonic anything (laughs) i mean is do i enjoy the fact that after 16 years of doing my dream job i actually get to contribute to a tentpole title within the main franchise, I think it's pretty safe to say, yeah, I'm a bit chuffed about that. <laughs> yes. All right, we got a question here from Rogue Assassin. Now that the two worlds is gone, I'm curious as to how hard it was to make that change. If you're allowed to talk about it, how much pushback was there regarding this bit of info? Oh, the stories I could tell, but I cannot. Uh, I cannot. Yeah. What, what's important is that it's there now and I'm happy. You mean it's gone now? (laughs) (laughs) Either way. (laughs) And we got a question here from Alex G. Any particular reason Dr. Starline doesn't have a characteristically platypus-esque beaver tail? Because real platypi, platypuses, platypodes. Mm -hmm. Because the real critters don't have a beaver tail. It's more of a fleshy, furry, sock-looking thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think people don't. The beaver tail is like a convention of other cartoons. Yeah. 
And here's one from Nintendweeb. Hi, Ian. Love the Tales tube. Can't wait to see more. Are you able to specify what you were referring to when you told people not to jump to conclusions? I could, but <laughs> I prefer to use this as a learning time. Are we talking? Are we talking about the pinkish, purplish, fuchsia-ish hair? I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about anything, everything. You know, hashtag knowing smile is one part self promotion, one part merciless teasing. Mm-hmm. And if you want to read confirmation into that, that's your mistake. And I am <laughs> perfectly entertained by it. So go nuts. <laughs> But, you know, if you're going to go out there and publicly declare, Ian, confirm this, I'm totally sure this is how it's going to be. Just be prepared for people to come back later and say, uh... Eh? Uh? Here's one from Overlord X. Are Surgeon Kit going to interact with more of the extended cast? They just barely got introduced. Give them time. (laughs) Ooh. Uh, It's going to be interesting. Here's one from Joshua TUS. How would vampires be introduced into the Sonic universe, and what would make them different from other bloodsuckers? Once you are done with that, say Ice Bank Mice Elf ten times fast. (laughs) Uh, Vampires would be very tricky because we can't show blood. Right. It could be like a maybe more like an energy vampire rather than like a blood vampire. It's like you touch them and they... You suck the energy out of them, something like that. Yeah, pull a 90s Spider-Man and Morbius looking for a plasma. <laughs> plasma. And that could potentially work with this one concept I've been tinkering on for years and haven't found a good place for. I don't want to trot that out yet. It may be better just to stay on the back shelf, but <laughs> I don't know. It's it's possible, but we just did a year and a half of zombies. Let, let's not do vampires anytime soon. <laughs> oh come on uh, we gotta hit all the tropes man <laughs> gotta hit them all <laughs> what was uh and what was the vocal the speech challenge uh ice bank mice elf ice bank ice mouth yeah no ice bank ice elf ice bank mice elf ice elf ice bank mice elf yeah you can hear yourself <laughs> yeah I, I can't do that can you say it 10 times fast it 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 Ice Bank Mice Elf. Yes. Geo Knuckles has a question. Which air and water robot masters would Starline be interested in? Gyroman, Wind or Windman or Waveman, Aquaman or Pumpman, and would Stone Man, Snake Man, and the Genesis unit would they join Starline? Uh, collectively, maybe I would think he'd be interested in Airman because you just can't beat him. Yeah, he's cannot defeat Airman. Yeah, he's, he's very tough. There's a whole song about it, even. I know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't. I don't think he would go with Pump Man. A little too retro for his tastes. I think <laughs> Pump Man. <laughs> he, he would enjoy the the form, but he would be more interested in the function. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those designs are so weird, man. <laughs> yeah, but they got a certain charm to them. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's funny because most of them from like one through six, at least, are all fan submitted. Not one through six, two through six. We're all from <clears throat> fan design contests. If it's just Mega Man 3 that opened it up to 
uh, the West, but all the rest of them were uh, Japan contests, which is interesting. Here's one from Bubble Bubbled. The son of Twitter recently had a picture of Knuckles on a train ride from Mystic Ruins to Metal City. Have you thought about how you'd handle writers' high-tech settings in the comics? That is a conundrum, because the level of tech across the world is bonkers. <laughs> but I guess it's just some regions are excessively built up compared to others, and the islands are largely just natural habitats, except for the occasional bit of urban development. Yep. I mean, I guess that's true for the real world as well. You've got some cities that are cutting age tech and they look like something out of a star Wars movie. And then you have some cities that are not. Yeah. So I guess it's not too far fetched. Nah, it happens. And here's one from Travis H. I got to make this question quick. I got to run. Do you have any advice for future generations writing Sonic? Um, be prepared. <laughs> this, for, this for what the, the everything <laughs> yeah the, it is a much it's a very simple series on the surface but there is a ton of nuance and baggage that folks are not prepared for <clears throat> and having spoken to a number of folks who have come into sonic having only known of it you know oh it's a video game Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fandom is. They're not prepared for the passion of it. And this is not a dig at ha ha Sonic fans. Aren't they awful? Blah, blah. No, 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 no. The, the passion and the dedication that the Sonic fandom has for good and for ill is almost unmatched in stuff. I mean, and it, it again, it leads to some great stuff and it leads to some not so great stuff, but that dedication, the longevity of it, too, is just something that some folks are not prepared for. And it kind of scares them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, don't, don't worry. It, it's, it's all good in the end. Because whatever <laughs> you do, as long as you do it with respect and excitement, it's going to be met with excitement. So, And for pity's sake, just like block out a weekend and deep dive on a couple wikis. Because there's a lot. There's a lot to take in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My advice would be uh, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you don't value your sanity, in which case, have fun. (laughs) This one from Kanoka Club. A mishap with his latest invention turns all of Eggman's hatred for Sonic into love. Romantic love, that is. What wacky antics go down as he attempts to romance the hog. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it would just be like the extreme version of Amy. (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't be healthy regardless. Metal Sonic trying to chase Sonic down and drag him in for that date that Sonic didn't even know that he was supposed to go on. (laughs) Look, Sonic, I subjugated an entire island and kidnapped all its inhabitants. Now we can all have a party together. Isn't that what you like? <laughs> this is another this is another Sonic Boom plot. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just getting we're, this is just another just another Sonic Boom plot. Here we go. Another Sonic yeah, Boom episode yeah, yeah. in the works. I mean, there was a lot of times on that show where it was <laughs> implied or even outright almost confirmed that the reason why sonic 
or Eggman hates Sonic so much is because he actually does love him, <laughs> or at least likes him and wants his approval. Because <laughs> he got all mad when Sonic unfollowed him on social media. <laughs> and we got a question here from Dove. Does spaghetti and meatballs exist in Dragoon? If not, how do they survive? Please give them spaghetti. Oh, they have to. They absolutely do. <clears throat> Never fear. Foreign's actually pretty good at making it, even. Yeah, and it's literally—it's just called spaghetti and meatballs. It doesn't need some weird, esoteric, exotic, oh, no, alien-style no, 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 no. name. It's just—it's just normal. It's just normal food. It's delicious food. I mean, if though. you want to get into the, like the details of what the meatballs are composed of, I could come up with some kind of, you know, space animal, but no, it's, it's spaghetti and meatballs. Come on. Yummy. Delicious. And we got one here from Kai, Kai, Kaikwa. I'm not hundred percent sure how to pronounce this. I'm sorry. Kaikwa F. Uh, Sonic is invited to the tournament of power. And now Sonic has to gather nine strong fighters from universe 91, AKA Sonic's universe. To, for his own team, who will he choose to win the Tournament of Power? Okay, so nine in addition to Sonic, yeah? Uh, that's what it sounds like, yeah. All right, so Tails is backup. Amy and Knuckles, because he knows for sure what they can do and that they can kick butt. Shadow, because he knows he's a pain in the butt, but he's pretty good. Silver for his range. <laughs> Blaze, because obviously. <laughs> um... OP as heck. I mean, literally, this is just like all the main <laughs> yeah, like characters. It's like the Chaotix make the additional three, but there's like a age limit to the contest. So Charmy can't get involved. So big is the Dark Horse. <laughs> or if you want to do a full Dragon Ball parallel, he, surpri he surprises everyone by inviting Zabok in. And they're like, <laughs> why? And he's like, because he likes to destroy stuff. He's a fighter. <laughs> and Savok's like, so I get to beat up people, and you're not going to stop me. And there's entirely the possibility that there will be collateral damage, and I could hurt you. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> well, I mean, Sonic, Sonic's respects Sonic respects game. You know, he, game knows game. He knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm being told Tails can't join. He's a child. Hmm. No, he just he manages to just barely squeak over the age restriction. <laughs> he he acts older than his age. Sometimes. Depends on the depends. Sometimes. <laughs> and here's one from Chaos Sonic One. With the Zeddy personally, I am fine with them. The only problem I have with him is barely any explanation on what Lost has it Lost X is and the gameplay of Lost World is crap. My question is, how would you improve it and actually explain what the Lost X is and actually make more likable Zeddy instead of the Deadly Six? I think the Deadly Six are fine if they had more time. They have potential, but it's not been super well explored. Like, the problem is you don't really start to get them fully introduced into the story until, like two or three worlds in and at the same time you've got six antagonists that you're not only introducing but trying to characterize on top of all this mm -hmm. there's just not enough time now if you're focused on like Zavok and then had the others as clearly ancillary cast 
might work a little better. You're not really looking for the supporting role to be fully fleshed out. If Zavok had been fully explored, I think it would be a little more forgivable. Um, another thing with the lost world is there's a lack of like cohesion in the stages. Like why I freaking love the stage where you're running down the tree and it's all like beehive themed, mm-hmm. but why is that in the desert? <laughs> like nothing else fits with that. There's a number of occasions where it's like, here's the clear stage motif and now here's a level that has nothing to do with it. It's gorgeous, sure, and the music's great, but it doesn't. It feels kind of like a hodgepodge of ideas, and to me, that feels more Mario-like, where like anything goes. It's just pure fanciful. I think Whereas, they. It seems like they wanted to like combine uh, different uh, themes and environments to kind of make them more unique, rather than just having oh, here's the desert level again. Oh, here's the. Here's this level, that level again. Yeah, you know, but the just, desert level was yeah, the desert levels were then, very clearly the desert levels. Yeah, still, yeah, that's true. Um, and the stages themselves, you know, you had a few standouts, mm-hmm. but it felt like they ran out of ideas very early on. Like you would have one marquee stage, and then you kind of repeated a few times. That's kind of how I felt with it too. Yeah. It was like the, the, the sky theme stages where Zavok and all his dragon mechs are really don't feel all that different than the opening stages. Just there's less ground. Yeah. So all the, the half pipe tunnel stages feel the same. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. To me, lost world felt like a tech demo. I think the engine is great. I think the mobility ideas are great. I love the artistic design. Uh, the music was great because it's a Sonic game, of course, and the Deadly Six weren't fully realized, but I think they had enough at their absolute core that you could work with it. Mm. So, I don't know. And, and the uh, tie into Zelda was some of the most fun I've had <laughs> with the Sonic game. Uh, I didn't get that because I played the PC version. Still had oh, a, no. It still had a fun uh, tie-in with Knights, though, so... Yeah, that was cute, but but uh, yeah, it wasn't the Zelda one. Oh well, nor nor Yoshi did not get Yoshi either. That that was the tie-in with Yoshi on that one, right? Yeah, that was alright. Yeah, I wasn't on that one. But to answer the question, um, <laughs> if I were like given grand producer control over a game, over a remake or something, I'd try to make the levels a little more uh, cohesive in presentation and tone and shift the story so that Zavok is clearly the new villain that's being built up and relegate the deadly six to supporting cast. So the expectation isn't that we're getting six new villains. It's here's the new villain and his cadre of baddies. Mm -hmm. Keep the music though. Music's great. (laughs) How would you explain lost hex? Like what is it? Um, Maybe dance around it at first, but I feel like I kind of like the mystery of it. It is very interesting to look at, like this empty shell that's half fallen apart. Yeah. Like maybe maybe kind of tease that as you get into a more in-depth look at Zavok. But I don't know. I feel like that's the kind of set piece that needs to have some mystery linger around it, at least for an installment or two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's just kind of weird that it's just not seen again like apparently they're the zeddy are from sonic's world they're not aliens but we've never seen lost text before or anything like it 
really, except maybe Little Planet, but even then, it's weird. It's weird. I mean, I had this crackpot idea that it was some kind of bizarro bad in the Little Planet. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's regions of it that almost match up with Little Planet. The Deadly Six Colors almost match up with the Time Stones. And it's like, this has got just enough of a wild idea to it that you could maybe spin something out of it, but it would take so much work to rationalize it. Maybe I shouldn't. Never mind. <laughs> it's, it's one of those ideas that's like, oh, that's kind of a neat core idea. Is it really, though? <laughs> maybe not. not may, we'll leave that on the cutting room floor. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Oh, well. Here's a question from Boten. How would Zavok react to his Phantom Ruby copy? Uh, disgust and try to kill it. <laughs> Which, to be fair, is how he reacts to most things, but I think it would be very personal this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only I can be Zavok. No others can exist. What is this pale imitation? <laughs> Here's one from Franco A., What's what can stories can we expect after issue fifty? I'm not gonna spoil it, man. Nice spoiler alert! Yeah, what the heck. It's man? like a direct. It's a direct fallout from number fifty. <laughs> Even the slightest of teases will spoil stuff. So, uh-uh. yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't even know what happens in issue fifty yet. I mean, could be big. You don't know. Here's one from some random person. Is there any particular reason why Surge had much more hypnosis sessions than Kit in Imposter Syndrome number three? Speaking of spoilers, geez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just took longer to uh, warp her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's much less uh, minimal than uh, than Kit. No, Kit will do whatever you tell him to do, much to uh, the detriment of him. <laughs> Now, don't take this as any kind of insight, but one could argue, potentially, that it's much easier to convince someone to be supportive and cooperative rather than to convince someone to just abjectly hate a stranger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is did Kit take less time because it was easier to take just a general good person and warp that generous nature into something twisted? Or was he really just more malleable? Was he a doormat to begin with? We don't know because his history has been lost. Yeah. Because Dr. Sirline is evil. <laughs> well like, and truly. Like, I kind of feel bad for making him now. He's just vile. It's, ew. <laughs> See what you've I done? See what you've done, Ian? Man. Yeah. Even, I mean, even even Eggman's looking at him like, damn. <laughs> I'm evil, but man, that's real evil. <laughs> I have standards. <laughs> All right, here's one from Hippity Hoppity. Uh, I hope you are having a wonderful day. Thank you. If you could choose an IRL sport to make it into a comic, which one and why, please? Lacrosse, because it's the best. To make into a comic. Okay. And there's uh, there's all sorts of sports manga out there. Yeah, I know. And lacrosse is just freaking badass, so... <laughs> that is pretty cool, yeah. I'll, I'll go away from the typical stick and ball stuff and say uh, auto racing. But of course I would say that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I was not... 
I was never a big go outdoors and play sport ball guy or go indoors and play sport ball guy. I just, I didn't like it, but lacrosse lacrosse. I like <laughs> it's like all the fun of hockey, but you don't have to learn how to skate. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's a good point. <clears throat> it's like, what if a bunch of knights went into battle, but they were also their own trebuchets. Yeah. Yep. I'm being told I want to I want to revive the F Zero comic. I don't think there ever was an F Zero comic. There was the anime, but no comic. But yes, I would I'd love to see an F Zero comic. Short lived tie in at some point. You'd think there would be, especially given it's like a Western superhero aesthetic. But I don't know if there ever was. Maybe. Hold on. Let me check. Yes. Oh, there is a manga. Okay, that's right. It's the adaptation. The the anime is the adaptation of the manga. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never read it. Uh, all right. Here's a question from Sonic pro. How many timelines does each Sonic video game universe have? Uh, all unless of them. I stated one as many as you can head cannon yourself. It's up to you. You're in control now. <laughs> All right, here's one from Goosey Tentai. Any permanent upgrades for Dr. Light's robots, including Rush, Roll, Auto, and Rock since the Ramoon incident, like EMP shielding? Dr. Light seems like he would have given them shielding from Wily's hacking. This sounds familiar. We did answer this on a recent one, and it was, you know, Rock obviously got it. We show it in the issue, along with some of the other robot masters. Um, It can be inferred that he did it to the others later on. Is it supposed to be permanent? Well, he, hmm. Ideally. I would say, well, yeah, why would he give him temporary upgrades? But that's kind of like the entire deal that's of Mega the, Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Mega Man's entire thing. But, I mean, here's the thing. That's a gameplay mechanic. mouth, insert foot. That's a gameplay mechanic, technically, really. It's sort of um, like an excuse for things. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, that and you know how often do you need to prepare for giant space eyeball knocking out all the world's power <laughs> once that problem solved it should be good you'd th- I don't know that, you'd think <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah i don't know that might have been something to investigate had the book continued ah <laughs> uh, well maybe someday here's one from miguel p will we see infinite in idw maybe no time soon. And here's one from Geese. Sorry. If this was asked, I don't know if this was asked, but was Ian behind the recent Tales tube? Yes. I was one of the contributing writers. Uh, yeah, he was behind him the whole time. You didn't see, you didn't look close enough behind Tales, yeah. but he was there. He was there. I, this is not a <laughs> universal answer because there is some stuff that I can't talk about until it's made public, but go over to BumbleKing.com. Dot com. That is my online portfolio, basically. Yes. Um, we have hit the 830 mark, so let's do one more question. All right, all right. We'll get close out with this one from Leon D. How did you amass- imagine Whisper moving about in game form? I know you had game mechanics in mind when coming up with Tangle, but when I look at Whisper, I think of a Metroidvania? I could see that. Um, I could see her playing like the Avatar character a fair bit, you know, quick and nimble but not necessarily a whole bunch of jumping and humming, attacking more wisp on mm-hmm. 
versatility, but the the wispot the variable wispot itself is supposed to be able to do a lot of stuff. So maybe it would be more like a arena fighter in terms of execution and less of a kind of squirrely hold shoot and win type of thing. Mm-hmm. But there there'd be a degree of mobility assets taken in there. Like one thing that would be really cool is you know with her and her tool set established you know just seeing how the variable wisp on takes on other wisps like is it built for that can it fun or does it only function with a set group of wisps you know ideally any wisp can get in that thing and she can do something cool with it but maybe that's a gameplay element that you know you go through and you unlock parts to upgrade the variable wisp on more add-ons so you can do more things with more wisps and that's just fun and good mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well that's it i suppose yep, yep. sorry to all the folks there's questions we didn't get to there is uh we got a lot so we'll try and get through as much of them as we can uh in they will future be added episodes. To the regular queue. yeah in future episodes we'll try to get through them but uh you know there's a lot so we'll work our way any- through as much as we can <laughs> did we get through did we get any more super chats after the cutoff uh no nope okay nope, good nope. that keeps it simple yep 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 makes it easy so thank you to everyone who supported with those super chats you guys are great thank you so very much yes uh thank you to everyone who asked questions and continues to give us a purpose in life <laughs> uh big thank you to jen for managing all that yep we might have to look into a new system because this is starting to get kind of crazy <laughs> we'll see we'll uh, see how things go <laughs> but and uh, uh thanks for your patience everybody after, after the fact you know thank you for listening absolutely yep thank you kyle for reading all the questions uh, <laughs> i suppose i suppose some reason my voice feels weird anyway i gotta get out of here <laughs> yep. that's gonna wrap us up for this live session of the this extra long live session of the Bumblecast. Be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and we will see you next time on the Bumblecast. Yep. See you next week. Bye! You've been listening to the Bumblecast, a co-production of Bumble King Comics and the KNGI Network. Original theme music composed by Ken Coda Snyder. Remixed intro by T-Lopes. Find out more information, along with podcast feeder links, MP3 downloads, and more at BumbleKing.com and KNGI.org.